That was Elizabeth Hepburn with Children of Light. Welcome to Let's Find Out. The focus of this program is to have our hearts open to a universal, united, kind, loving, and forgiving planet. We've entered into a new decade in a new energy form, the transformational 20s. Let's all begin to strengthen the new energies on the planet, strengthen your intuition, and strive to live a peaceful existence, free from fear. What strategies, prayers, meditations, and exercise can you use to tap into the higher realms and receive messages from your departed loved ones, creating a higher vibration of living? When we are upset and confused, where can we find the answers? How can we know which path to take? The answers are here on Let's Find Out, with our spiritually focused format and guests. Each episode includes Elizabeth Joyce's weekly stargazing report, a guided healing meditation, as well as Ascension music by Richard Schulman. The purpose of every broadcast is to raise your personal vibration. Now it's time for tonight's program, Let's Find Out, with Elizabeth Joyce. This is Elizabeth Joyce. We let's find out. How's everyone doing tonight as we go through the middle of August? Uh, this is a night that I'm going to be talking about how to handle us and what's inside. I'm going to be talking a little bit about 2023. There is so much material here that I've got to bring this into two weeks. We'll get a little bit into 2023 tonight and we'll get a lot of it next week. So here we go. The October 25th eclipse in Scorpio that's coming down the road brings the collision along with some of the most difficult years in American history. We are about to experience America's nightmare winter. The collapse of America's power grid might be one of the experiences we'll be going through. Definitely, we are about to have social unrest as well as the new regime. A government mandate and policy now 
pushed into the mainstream media. They mandated um, the transformation of our economy at any cost, to end fossil fuel, to take carbon emissions to zero, and to establish renewable energy for all future economic activity. Who did this? The mainstream media, universities, celebrities, and Fortune 500 companies. And unfortunately, it will prove to be one of the most destructive decisions in human history. This is the first runaway train barreling forward along America's tracks. Now look, I get it. Everybody wants a better environment and less pollution. Everyone does. And someday, battery technology, wind power, and solar will probably become efficient enough to make up a meaningful portion of the electric grid. But not today. Not this year. Not anytime soon. At least not in the next 20 or 30 years. And that's not just my analysis. Check the internet. Check YouTube for further information. Get this. My conservative prediction before this cycle is over is that gas will hit $50 a gallon and oil would hit $500 a barrel. That's because we've given our power over to other people and we have not kept it within ourselves. It's not that we don't want a cleaner, healthier environment. We all want green energy to work and eventually, in 50 years or so, it probably will. But today, the reality is these green energy technologies are simply not ready to provide the bulk of our power, no matter what we're willing to pay. Green energy mandates will cost trillions of dollars and in their current form will do almost nothing to prevent global warming. I hope you're aware of that. But America's elite caste, the politicians, mainstream media, celebrities, and universities, continue to tell us that we have only until 2030 to solve the problems of climate change. That's an out-and-out -out lie, and they know it. Saturn is now in Aquarius and is forming a square with Uranus, which has brought worldwide upsets. On the 7th of March in 2020, Saturn moved into Pisces. What will, I'm sorry, on the next year, Saturn moves into Pisces. <laughs> what we must accept to do, whether we want to or not, Saturn represents what we have acquired. Uranus represents the future. Saturn comes into harmony with Uranus, and the North Node represents what you want to accomplish in the future. Remember, we had that conjunction on August 1st, and it's really pushing buttons. Mars is involved, and Mars represents aggression. Mars represents war. Last week, I warned you about someone being falsely accused. And we're going to watch how the events unfold 
through this next week. But let's go back to 2023. What you want can be realized. There have been very important changes in the air since 2020. And projects have come along that possibility to change life in a very positive way. We've had a lot of breakthroughs. Jupiter will transit Taurus in May of 2023. And it's gonna join forces with Saturn. It represents concrete and real, it represents, I'm sorry, it represents real and concrete expansion. It'll be there for a year, and it emphasizes positive changes towards what we want to manifest. As for artificial intelligence and UFOs, people are very interested in the first contact. They say, oh, I want to be around when that happens. Do you have a time estimate in mind? Are they waiting until we collectively evolve? When are we going to stop this senseless violence towards each other, ourselves, animals, and the planet? The answer that came is first contact has already been made thousands and thousands of times already from our space brothers and sisters in the galaxy. There is a regular interaction with many space being species for generations and even today. What you're talking about is public recognition of regular and recognized interrelations. This is not going to happen, and it's not going to happen like Star Trek or in many, many years. There is possible public recognition in 30 to 60 years, but not in a big way. More in the longer distance, phone call way. Then the times will be unexciting again it'll be more peaceful and we'll be getting along so lots of time will pass before we build any communities with our galactic neighbors look at our world and all the conflicts and wars we have right now they do not want to get caught up in that look at the ways that the politically powerful people want more power or place in our lives and look at where we place money, the value of money. They do not want to get involved with any of that. And look at what we're doing to this planet. They don't want to get involved with any of that either. There are some that think that technology is our savior, and that is absolutely incorrect. Atlantis had higher levels of technology than we do today, and it wiped itself off the mat and out of any historical records. Technology is the external of our internal inner spiritual guidance, and the external is never where the Savior and your soul desires to, desires to exist. There are some ET visitors that would help and some that might harm. In the second half of this century, we will be able to go beyond the moon. We may have some help from ETs, which will begin in a very small way, sometime at the end of this cycle, 
or at the beginning of the next century, more, more than they ever have been able to help before. You and I probably will not see that in this life, but more will come in future lives. As a planet, we are moving in this direction of intergalactic neighbors. And is our species future, you will be able to see this as evolution as a soul as you continue. Your interest in this is because you like being a, spa a straight space traveler and an adventurer. Speaking of those early years of challenges, 2020 to 2027, how can we prepare ourselves to the best and make it through these years and thrive? What material comfort is certainly nice? I guess the question really ought to be how to best prepare ourselves spiritually. That is always the key, isn't it? It's the real foundation of all things. The year of challenges, 2020 to 2027, the best spiritual way to prepare is to practice, practice, practice. Meditate, meditate, meditate. There's no romantic activity to be a part of and no special outward or external participation that we are called towards except service and help to those who need help, including giving the help and service of our own to our own inner being. Because sometimes we are called to physician heal thyself. The call is to respond to the outward struggles with our inward connection to the universal God or the higher self or the Buddha within, whichever name we choose when referring to the God center with our own hearts. We prepare through the manifestation of the fruits of the spirit in our everyday lives. Patience, loving, kindness, mercy, compassion, understanding, faith, forgiveness, support, comforting, humility, charity, long-suffering, and the others, as well as we continue to pray and meditate. This is not just for extending and expressing to others, but also to ourselves as one more soul who must find our way as a being who is united with others and others who are united with us. We are called to go deeper within to discover ourselves and to discover why we sometimes choose not to love. Sometimes we choose not to be kind or we choose to be afraid and we choose not to pray or meditate or give it the time. All of this is part of walking your spiritual path. At times alone, at times in groups, and sometimes with our community together. It is from this learning process and practicing process where we develop the inner tools to help each other and to make it through this time of challenge. Next year will be the beginning of the time of challenge. With the evolution of computers, processors, and artificial intelligence, how is this all likely to pay out over the next 20 to 30 years? Well, we've got a lot ahead of us that's going to be very surprising.
The free market libertarians always say that advances in technology create more new jobs than what gets destroyed. The doomsdayers are claiming that half of us will be made redundant and rendered useless. The doomsdayers are not saying those things for the reasons that they think they are. And the libertarians are not saying those things for the reasons that they think they are. Many doomed neighbors say this because they aren't seeing the infinite and creative spirit of God within each living thing, within each living spirit living on the earth, even snakes. Many libertarians say this because they seek to promote their views of the future and know nothing other than seeking technology and money as the primary force bringing creativity. Both fall short in seeing this as having an evolutionary potential, and both fall short in the understanding of how God, mankind, and technology relate to each other. No amount of technology will cause, cause souls to love God. I'm going to say that again. No amount of technology will cause souls to love God. Above all else, and love our neighbor as we love ourselves. We advance to the point of splitting the atom and putting man on the moon, but did these advances, these accomplishments help us to unite as human beings across the planet? I don't think so. We have created the Internet, but has the Internet ended hatred, prejudice, condemnation of those who are different or those who hold different beliefs? Technology is not a savior, but like all tools, they have their purpose and uses. It is through the human heart that infinite love can come into this world. Infinite love is the infinite God center, the Christ energies, and the way that we care about each other. I do have a call coming in. We have Val from Los Angeles. Are you there, Val? Yes. Hi, Elizabeth. Yes, I am. Hi, Elizabeth. Uh, do you have a question? I have a question. Yes, I have a question. Is how to? Um, I wrote a book, and I know, like to know how to bring my book to the um, reader and make sure that the book is of service to others. What would well, be the Val, best we're way? Not in- answer, we're not answering personal questions tonight, but in order to do that, you have to do it from within first. You have to write it with that intent, and then you have to give the book that kind of energy and get it out there. And that would be an, another discussion. We certainly can do a reading on it if you'd like. I, I'd help you. But we're talking tonight about very important things. And so I would need a question about what we're discussing. But thank you for calling. Unfortunately, I could not turn in to your yeah. radio uh, show. I'm yes. going to try to listen. And if I have a question, I'll call back and talk to Don. But thank you for your, this, for this tip. You sure. have a great one. Bye-bye. The extremes, we're talking about infinite love and infinite bliss. 
The extremes are not where we're going to be going, but sometimes we human beings do not have a desire to want to be important to others. We have the desire to be important to others. And we want to promote our views, just like Val wants to promote her book. We want to be loved. We want to be held in high esteem, mostly because inwardly we tend to believe just the opposite about our own self, that we are not lovable, that we are not worthy of being respected, well-regarded, or even to be alive on this planet. Of course, this is a simple explanation, but we are failing to deal, we are faced with dealing in two directions, selfishness or unselfishness, us against them, or all of us uniting together as one, putting ourselves first before others, or putting all of us together on equal standing. And that certainly is something we have not yet accomplished. That's been very, very evident over the last few months and the last few years. And although it's easy to see these issues played out in others, we are not called to heal others where these issues are concerned. Rather, we are called to heal ourselves. Jokingly, I offer that after we have made ourselves perfect, then and only then can we make others perfect. To say human beings will be useless is like saying God is useless. Evolution is useless. Eating and breathing is useless. Growing, learning, and evolving is useless. Humanity and evolution are synonymous. They are equal. There is none, none of one without the other. The fear comes up, but only because fear comes with looking backward. The new jobs come and will continue to come and will continue more. Being created as the need arrives. To say there will be no jobs is to say that there will be no needs to be fulfilled. Having no needs to be fulfilled has never been the case with human beings and will never be the case because human beings as physical beings have needs which are always evolving. Human beings are constantly evolving and therefore our needs are constantly evolving. And we're doing, a, uh, we've done and are doing a lot medically to help the physical body. Think of hundreds of years ago and now, my goodness. Look at the technology and the influx that we have now compared to 500 or 1,000 or 2,000 years ago. In our times now, people are sitting at home with nothing to do because all their needs have been met. No, of course not. However, the idea is still in our consciousness that this is what we want. The surprise to humans as we continue to live our life is that we don't want to do nothing. We want to evolve. And with this, we always have needs. One of these needs will be fulfilled by going within and developing our awareness and awakening to our relationship with God. 
creativity comes into the picture for us and the energy is fed to us from the universe coming into our mind and into our hearts and it brings us something to do and it helps to fulfill our needs. This creativity is infinite and is a manifestation of the infinite creativity of the infinite consciousness of God. Where do you see the true being located? All the concern of all of this is where and how do we fit in the emerging economy? Anyone who claims that age discrimination is not widespread needs to talk to people over the age of 50. My son arrived home from China today, which is why I'm a little bit discombobulated because it took two weeks of worry, concern, and working together to get him here. He had to break up his family and leave his family because of prejudice, because of his age, and because they wouldn't let him work. And it's very sad. The true being can and will continue to create the methods and processes and avenues in which to fulfill learning and education, whether on the earth or off the earth. There are many forms like jobs that are created when they are needed. We manifest what we as souls need when we need it. And notice I didn't say as humans. I'm trying to explain to you the beauty of the mind and the beauty when our inspiration comes through the heart and the mind, when we relax and let go of everything and meditate and blend with this energy. It's very, very fulfilling, very exciting, and it's a must-have, just like an automobile has to have gas. We have to have the energies of the divine in order to live life in balance. This is Elizabeth Joyce with Let's Find Out. It's time for our weekly cosmic tip. This is Elizabeth Joyce with Let's Find Out on bbsradio.com. And now it's time for your weekly cosmic tip. Hello, this is Elizabeth Joyce with your Stargazer Report, week of August 15th through August 21st, 2022. Well, we're in the hot dog days of summer, and vacations, while keeping cool, is at the top of our list. It's time to relax and enjoy carefree days. For those of you who have to work, heads up, your fun days are coming along as well. No one at the office feels like working now creating a lazy and relaxed atmosphere. This week gets off to an active and lucky start as the moon conjoins Jupiter. The moon is moving through Aries from Sunday afternoon through most of the day Tuesday. Exercise and working on new projects is favored, keeping in mind that four out of the five outer planets are retrograde, and Uranus is slowing down to turn retrograde before the end of the month. 
This means that those new projects are going to take some time to come to fruition. So drop the I want it now mentality. Tuesday is an upbeat day with trines of Mercury and Uranus along with the moon and the sun. This creates a mix that is perfect for socializing along with some witty conversations. Share innovative ideas with friends over a quick lunch. Wednesday may feel like everything is in slow motion as Venus squares the moon. However, for you on the beach, it will be an ideal, lazy, and relaxing day. Overnight Wednesday into early Thursday is a very happy trine between Venus and Jupiter. This is a good combination as long as you don't go into excessive sensual pleasures. Love and romance are in store with Thursday being one of the best date nights of the year. Venus will swoop you off your feet by the energies of love and first sight Jupiter. This combination is strengthened by the Moon-Uranus conjunction, trining Mercury, and creating an instant mental as well as an internal feeling. You may find someone a bit out of your comfort zone, and that's because you want some excitement in your life instead of the same old sale. Uranus also rules technology, making it a good time to look for the one online or on a dating app. The moon moves into Gemini on Friday and Saturday, conjuncting Mars and trining Pluto, and also sextiling Jupiter. This is good energy. Friday is a high-energy day, making the weekend perfect for fun and adventure. It's time to be daring, extroverting, and bold. But then that's Leo in August. Saturday supports running errands, quick communication, and perhaps a short trip. Get outside and socialize and play some sports. With the moon sextile Venus, it's another excellent moment for a romantic rendezvous. You could meet someone new through friends, so don't be a homebody. Mars has moved into Gemini. Normally, Mars spends six weeks in a sign, but because Mars will be retrograde between October 30th and January 12th, the planet will be in Gemini until late March of 2023. This is very rare. Everyone will be looking for new ideas and a myriad of possibilities in the coming months. But it will take some time to know which ones will actually get your attention and also the action from ambitious Mars. You may feel worn out by Sunday afternoon due to an exhausting T-square between Mercury and Neptune. Since the moon is also trying Saturn, it's a perfect time to chill out, either alone or with some close friends, to have some downtime and to recharge your batteries. Taking care of you is so important in the summer months. This is Elizabeth Joyce with Visions of Reality. The website is new-visions.com. If you'd like to make a call to ask a question or book some time with me, the 24-hour answering service is 201-934-8986. Thank you for listening. I'll see you next week. This is Elizabeth Joyce on BBS Radio, and let's find out. And now it's time to get back to tonight's program with Elizabeth Joyce. Hello, I'm back, and we're talking about the involvement that's coming between now and 2023 and into 2023, and some of the changes and upsets and adjustments that we have to make. The emerging economy is one where we will all face the ups and downs cycles. 
each in their own way. The Bible tells us it rains and the sun shines on the good and the bad, but it also rains and the sun shines on the rich and the poor. Living on the earth, all are subject to the earth's laws and circumstances. Your own circumstances, although they're not the same as the other 7 billion people, will not be any different than other 7 billion people in the way that you process it through your body and worry and have concern. Your own situation will go through these cycles, ups and downs. And it's a time for everyone to make decisions and to choose. There is no human being who has not been discriminated against in some way, whether during this lifetime or a past lifetime. The fear of this coming forth again in our own current life can trigger more discrimination. In other words, if we manifest towards others that which we are afraid will happen, will happen to us. But we don't always learn that lesson of non-participation in discrimination towards others until the first time we experience it. So here we are on earth, smack dab in the middle of discrimination. While the demonstration of discrimination is noticeable, it can serve to teach spiritual lessons to those who have been discriminated against by others in the past. I grew up in the McCarthy era, and there was so much discrimination at that time. And I remember the pain of many, many, many people that were erased. My sister and I had a hard time as well because of our name. And we were little children and didn't even know what was happening. It was difficult. The avenue used for spiritual lessons which are available to anyone ready to get busy and get their hands into the good soil and get work to work on our spiritual path are readily available, just not always in the way we want or have decided in our head that they must look like or show up. Therefore, the experience of pain and suffering, including discrimination, while painful and full of suffering, have been chosen by souls as a way to experience spiritual lessons. The main one being that which we create for others to experience is that which we are creating for ourselves to experience. I know that I've had things done to me that weren't so hot, but I have always taken it to my higher self. I have always said, Let's let's have this settled. Spirit, please settle this as soon as you can. I don't try to sell it myself. I don't believe in that. Because let me tell you something. When you try to get somebody back for what they've done for you, the only thing you're doing is making matters worse and hurting yourself even more. Many souls have chosen to inflict pain and suffering onto others, including ourselves, choosing to inflict pain and suffering onto others. By choosing this, we have deemed pain and suffering to exist. 
And then if it exists for one, it exists for all, all of infinite consciousness. The experience of pain and suffering, which we create for others, will then go first circle and come back to us, comes back home, so that the creator of the pain and suffering will experience them on the receiving end. That's the basic law of karma. Can you see areas in your own life where you've experienced pain and suffering? We all have, which means that we have all helped to create pain and suffering for others, whether in this life or in past lives. The way things work is not, God, make my will happen, not yours. But that is how we want things to go sometimes, isn't it? We want others to learn their lessons but not always ourself. Therefore, with other forms of harmful inflicted pain onto others, discrimination is also a created experience and therefore is subject to this full circle karmic principle. I learned that when I moved to New Hampshire and a contractor took a lot of money from me. I was very upset and I wanted to prosecute. I was denied prosecution. I was told the case wasn't big enough or it wasn't enough money. It didn't matter if it was stolen. He even wrote a letter to the police department telling how he spent the money. He admitted that he took it. Well, since they weren't going to prosecute and that letter of admission was written to the police department and nobody did anything, I only had one thing to do to settle the situation, and that was to go within. So I spent a few days going within. I blessed it. I saw the, the man's fear. I saw that he had very, very serious financial problems, and I blessed it. And I thanked Spirit for showing me that. And I also was shown a past life where we had been known before. And I saw events that happened in that lifetime, and I believed and I saw that I was paying back karma. It takes a lot of discipline to do this, but it is the way of the world, and it's the way of the future. The healing of discrimination, like the healing of pain and suffering, is the same principle. The experience that we create for others is the experience we will create for ourselves. So I blessed it, and I let it go. And the return of the energy has been incredible, just incredible. Some say a person must go through their karma, guilt, shame, pain, and on and on. If that's what we're creating for someone, to go through their karma, guilt, and stuff, then we're creating that experience of going through the karma and guilt for ourselves as well. If we create the experience of sincere forgiveness, compassion, tenderness, mercy, kindness, patience, understanding, and support, then it is that experience which we will create for ourselves and which we will create for this planet. That is something I learned. It was quite a lesson, and I loved every minute of it. Well, just about. This means that recognizing others in ourselves 
and ourselves and others is the way to heal discrimination as well as other forms of pain and suffering. When we see someone else suffering in some way, we are also witnessing our own self-suffering because when it is created for one person to experience, it is creating and it goes right into the infinite consciousness worldwide. All souls are a part of the infinite consciousness. Therefore, all souls are impacted in some way by any painful experience. The creativity of God is infinite, and the creativity is infinitely happening. Infinite creativity is also creating infinity. When we see this in a small way, with the ever-expanding physical universe, but won't understand the infinite part, we can't until after we integrate awareness of the existence of life beyond the physical world, and we get into the spiritual plane of existence, something that we can see, something that is beyond our physical senses. As we connect to the infinite God spirits within us, and we ask and we seek from within, then we tap into this infinite creativity, which is creating brand new possibilities and opportunities always. And that's what's going on right now all over the world. We are disintegrating the old. We are disintegrating the darkness and the hate and the terrible things that people do to each other. And we're going to change it. We're going to bring up the vibration and change it. And we're going to be able to walk the planet without fear and hate. But first we have to go through whatever adjustments need to be made to bring this about. This is Elizabeth Joyce with Let's Find Out. It's now time for the half hour break. I know we're running over time. I'm doing the best I can. And we'll be back after this. Elizabeth Joyce's Elixir Tea is really a healing tea. It's blended according to Ayurvedic principles and the chanting of Sanskrit mantras. So it assures a deep cellular healing, relief that flows from within. So drink Elizabeth's healing tea before you meditate. Order it online or call 201-934-8986, 201-934-8986. Now more than ever, you need Elizabeth Joyce's Sanitizing Healing Spray. It clears and cleans viruses and germs, and it helps to prevent spreading those viruses and germs. Elizabeth's Sanitizing Healing Spray contains frankincense and sandalwood. You spray it as generously and as often as you need. You can order it online or call 201-934-8986. 201-934-8986. You're listening to Let's Find Out on bbsradio.com, Station 1. If Internet Radio has a name, it's BBS Radio the number one live Internet talk radio on the planet. It's Let's Find Out. An honored guest come every Sunday night at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. If you'd like to call in and ask a question, dial toll-free 
888-627-6008. Again, that's 888-627-6008. If you're just tuning in and would like to hear this show in its entirety tomorrow, you can download it at the archive link at bbsradio.com forward slash let's find out. Remember, if it's not mainstream, it's on BBS Radio. So now, let's find out with host Elizabeth Joyce. Make someone happy Make just one someone happy Make just one heart the heart you sing to One smile that cheers you One face that lights when it nears you One girl you're everything to Fame if you win it Comes and goes in a minute Where's the real stuff in life to cling to? Love is the answer Someone to love is the answer Once you found her Build your world around her Make someone happy Make just one someone happy And you will be happy too In life to cling to Love is the answer Someone to love is the answer Once you have found her Build a world around her Make someone happy Make just one someone happy And you will be happy too I love that song. That's my good friend Bobby Darren singing Make Someone Happy. And that's what we all really need to do. We need to dance and kick up our heels and hear that horn and make someone happy. So we will continue on with what's coming. Those who say that we will be rendered useless are unfamiliar with infinite creativity. Look back hundreds and thousands of years in history and the history of human beings. 
When was there never evolution occurring? Socially, physically, spiritually. When was there ever lives who were rendered useless? Ever. People have tried to do that, but they can never succeed. Now remember that technology has never in all of history been the savior of mankind. The higher mind, heart-centered learning, and evolution guided by the infinite spirit of love has indeed been the savior of mankind, regardless of how much technology or lack of technology has existed. Love has always existed. And believe me, love can move mountains. As the years progress, the absolute need for infinitely diverse circumstances of life, which we all find ourselves in, or what is going to be needed for diverse souls that enter onto the earth plane. We have so much diversity right now, so much criticism. It's got to be my way or the highway way. In order to evolve in our journey of spiritual awareness and learning, eating, drinking, casual attitudes towards sexuality, revealing dress codes, are all manifestations of the different needs and manifestations of different levels of consciousness of souls and of different people of different backgrounds in different countries. Everybody has a different way of knowing how to dress for the evening. I remember, I think it was Grace Kelly, who was going to the opera in London, and the Queen was there with some representatives from Africa. So Grace Kelly wore her black dress and pearls, but the Queen of the African nation came with a skirt and beads over her naked top, and that was her dress for the evening. Can you imagine what the people in the theater were thinking? What were they putting into the universe? Yet that was her life. That was how she had been brought up. Looking at any one human being, even your own self, for example, we will find lessons specific to ourself and our own learning. And looking at another person, we're going to find specifics about them and their learning that are so foreign to us as to make us think they're from another planet or that they're literally insane. These are not similar souls, but diverse souls and not all the same lessons to learn, nor do they have the same principles, but they're different in lessons and in their principles. 
They like different foods, different drinks, different attitudes towards sex, different political views, and more and more. All are manifestations of the infinite creativity of the divine to help all of us struggle and learn of who we are as a diverse humanity. I remember being in Austin, Texas, and I remember my friend from Denton coming down and taking me to a Mexican restaurant. Well, that was different. And I learned something about hot sauce and eating tacos. I learned all that, but I laughed and I enjoyed it, even though it did burn my mouth a little bit. It was different, but it was fun. And I embraced it and my soul grew. I didn't judge it and say it was horrible. And it couldn't be that way. No, no, no. For myself, my learning has taken me to learn that it's not always what is external of ourselves, like eating, drinking, and clothes, that causes a problem, or what people would call sins. But it's what's internal, those attitudes and feelings within us, the heart and mind, the feelings and judgments, the openness or the closeness of our own hearts and our own minds. There's plenty of open-heartedness and open-mindedness in society, but there is also plenty and maybe more of closed hearts and closed-mindedness. It is the open minds that learn more from God. It is the closed minds that stop learning from God. It is the open heart that loves more, and it is the closed heart that stops loving. Choose for yourself and know that it is the judgment of the infinite. The existence and possibilities that the infinite God is bringing that throws us off balance on our spiritual journey sometimes. And what we judge becomes a magnet to what we are drawn into. And if we refuse to learn, what is it like for the souls that we are judging? Instead of, the, instead of loving them, we condemn them. What is that like? What does that feel like? How does that change things? Is that going to help anyone? That which we judge and those whom we judge mirror parts of our own infinite consciousness which we have yet to learn to do. Let go of judging, as well as the part of ourselves that are being judged, will come forth. If we are needing to learn to let go of judging, then we will have this aspect in our life. And we can choose only to let go if we come face to face with that within ourselves. When you're out with somebody that you care for, and you experience a different meal, you're not going to criticize it. You may say, I don't care for it, or you may eat it and have fun and laugh. Remember, all that exists, exists inside the God consciousness. There is nothing that does not exist outside of the infinite. Consciousness of God. So, those souls we judge, we are blocking out as a part of the infinite consciousness. We need not experience all things on the earth, 
nor do we need to create pain and suffering for others. But when we judge and condemn others' lives, then the efforts of God teaching us doesn't happen. It doesn't bring forth growth. And we choose the path we walk, the life we live. But because we are not yet infinite in our own understanding of evolution in all life, we cannot take infinite God consciousness's place and judge over another person's life or another person's circumstances. We cannot judge different possibilities in infinite without having a human finite understanding of all different ways to live life. However, we all have free will to listen to the guidance of God within us, and we all can learn from experiences. First experience is listening to the still, small voice of God within our hearts or not listening to the still, small voice of God within our hearts. We can pray for others and we can send light out to others so that they and we can hear the guidance of the infinite consciousness of God. And through infinite mercy and grace, God can take our not listening experiences and turn them into learning lessons for all of us. This is Elizabeth Joyce with Let's Find Out. We've come to the end of the program. We are going to have the meditation and Richard. I hope everybody got this and enjoyed it and understand it. And next week we're going to be talking about what's coming for the rest of the year and into next year the presidential election, the midterms, and this next week we'll all be going through a lot, a lot, because those dark days are here, the 14th to the 17th of August. I talked about it last week. If you don't remember it, then you can download the tape in the archives of Let's Find Out. And this has been another lesson that I'm happy to give you. And we really have to work on getting this right before we enter 2023. So we're going to end with Engelbert Humperdinck, and I'm dedicating this to my son Vance, who got home today from China. It was quite an experience. And the name of the song is The Way It Used To Be. So let's bless it, and let's just be happy that somebody came back without harm. The guided meditation is breathe into the heart and then we'll finish with Richard and we can live together in peace. Thank you for listening to the show. Thank you for following. Let's find out. And I'm happy to work with you. Also, please send prayers out to Frank St. James. He's been going through quite a lot physically and we all need the good healing prayers. Again, this is Elizabeth Joyce of Let's Find Out. Thank you for listening and good night. Lonely table just for one. 
in a bright and crowded room while the music has begun I drink to memories in the gloom though the music's still the same it has a bitter sweet refrain so play the song the way it used to be so tender she will always remember the way it used to be friends stop by and say hello <laughs> and I laugh and hide the pain it's quite easy it till they go then the song begins again so play the song the way it used to be to help you through these difficult times. Sit with both feet flat on the floor or in the lotus position. Legs uncrossed and your spine straight. It would be nice if you would raise your palms and hold your forefinger and thumb together. That's called your circuit. Close your eyes and start taking a deep breath. Allow your mind to flow down to your heart center, the fourth chakra. Take a deep breath 
Release the breath. Another deep breath. Release the breath. Another deep breath. Release the breath. Now listen. And listen to your name being called with respect. Say it in your mind with respect. The full name you are using now. Then take another deep breath and have your attention on the breath. Your new mantra is, I am safe, it's only change. Close your eyes and just imagine that you're breathing through your heart as if your heart were your lungs. Allow the breath to breathe you. Breath in, breath out. Breath in, breath out. Do this gradually and without force. The breath will go inside of you. Breath in and breath out. Breath in and breath out. Deeper and deeper. Very gently. Very gently. Feel the breath lifting you up. Up out of worry out of fear, into the light of bliss and peace. Feel your angels lifting you up under your arms, higher and higher. Breathe in and breathe out. Breathe in and breathe out. Breathe in and breathe out. As you have the exhale, drop yourself back down into your heart. In the inhale, you're being lifted up by your angels. On the exhale, you're going back down into your heart. Up to your angels down to your heart, up to your angels, down to your heart, and each time you drop down, you're going deeper and deeper inside, you're raising up into the light, and you're dropping back down to your heart filled with bliss, then feel the peace and feel the release of darkness, fear, and hopelessness. Every time you drop down, more of the darkness, fear, and hopelessness leave your body. Let the breath flow.
your breath flow. Allow yourself to get very deep. The darkness and fear are melting. Breathe in and feel your angels lift you up. When you feel the darkness is gone and you feel the light, let yourself get very deep. And as you exhale this time, feel the love you have for a partner. When you drop down, send out a beam of that love. Breathe in. Feel the love you have for a child. When you drop down, send out light to that child. Breathe in. Get lifted up. Come back down to the heart and feel the love that you have for a pet or animals. Release the breath. Send out the light. You're being lifted up again. Breathe in. Now think of an ill friend that needs healing. Send the light out to that friend when you drop down. Breathe in, feel yourself lifted up. Feel the love you have for the nature, for trees, for our food and our green grass. Feel that in your heart. Take a deep breath, get lifted up. Drop down again and send light out around the world for a pure, clean planet. Breathe in, lift yourself up, feel the angels, bring down the light and send it out again for a pure, clean planet. Keep breathing in a rhythm. Begin to feel gratitude and praise for all that you have and all that you are. Feel gratitude for a raise at work. Feel gratitude for a wish being granted. Think of that wish now. Keep breathing in and out. See that wish being fulfilled. Breathe in, breathe out. Feel the gratitude. When you do, you are building your heart field. You are strengthening the fourth chakra. When you slow down the breath and feel the raising up to your angels and the light and the dropping back down into your heart and love, all of your body systems become coherent and begin to release stress and your inner organs are going to flow together to the beat of the heart in perfect harmony. Feel the beautiful music. Let's do the mantra again. 
I am safe. It's only change. This time, visualize sparkles of light, brilliant white light, like a cluster of falling stars coming down and following you and surrounding you. They are the diamonds coming from the twelfth dimension, the God Center, and you are being blessed, filled with light and protection. Your angels are with you. You're surrounded by white light, which is the Holy Spirit or the Chi or the Shakti, whatever you want to call it. And everything about you is flowing together in perfect harmony. You are raising your frequency every time you're lifted up. And when you fall back into your heart, you're bringing in the energy of bliss and peace. Feel it now. Feel the energy of bliss and peace. You will see everything around you changing. This exercise has a massive impact on your life, your personal health, your personal relationships, and your main gift is feeling the presence of your angels and God. Take a deep breath. Release the breath. Take a deep breath. Release the breath. Keep your eyes closed. Stay in that position. And listen to Richard Shulman as he plays Peace. Peace. I am in the energy of peace. I am safe. It's only change. Take a deep breath. Stay in the energies.